Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Journey Living. I'm glad you tuned in today. I am ready. Shannon, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dig in and see what the Lord has in store for us today. Amen to that, Mark. I'll tell you, it's been a week, and I know a whole week between us, so much can happen, can it? And it's today that I am super excited about this episode because it's one that's near and dear to my heart. I'm going to ask you the question, the same thing. Do you ever have any trust issues, Mark? Oh, Shannon, you know, I, I like to say I was born with them. <laughs> you know, obviously think about that because every single one of us, I don't care who you are and, and I don't care what your title is either, Shannon. Honestly, uh, there's been people that have violated our trust. Yes, absolutely. And, it, and you know, God's no respecter of persons and neither is that situation because uh, humans will always uh, disappoint us. And they will always violate our trust. And Shannon, I'm sure I've violated people's trust and not even known about it. Oh, absolutely. I think we can do it purposely. I think we can do it accidentally. I think inadvertently that we can violate the trust of someone, maybe just sharing something inadvertently. Maybe it was just a concern, but that person really didn't want you to say anything. Maybe it was of a private matter. And um, it, it just builds up that insecurity, I think, that the enemy loves for us to worry about. Oh, yeah. Don't you think so? And it's there that I think trust issues can become huge. You can have them with your spouse. You can have them with your kids. I know for my kids, especially when they're teenagers, man, I just... I didn't trust them because they were, <laughs> yeah. they were teenagers. I don't even trust my dog sometimes to leave him alone. But then there's people, you know, that you work with or maybe, you know, they're a gossip and you're like, man, I can't say anything around that person because I cannot trust them. Or maybe you have a parent that you want to share something with, but the next time you hear it, it's gone through the family chain. And oh, it, yeah. The story is so much different and you really just wanted to talk to your parent about, get some, you know, advice. And so it's here that today I, I really, want to talk about this issue. My grandmother's favorite verse, and this is so famous, probably for a lot of us, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him for he will direct your path. And so my question for you today, Mark, and I think a great opening question for all of us to think about is this, how do we, how do you and I trust in something or someone you can't see, you can't touch, and you can't hear even audibly. How do we trust in God? Where he's like, trust in me for everything. How do we trust in him? That's so good, Shannon. And, you know, I'm reminded of a testimony that I heard on the radio years and years ago, and it's always stuck with me. And this was a gal who was on the mission field for most of her life. And someone asked her, well, how do you explain God? Just like you said, how do you explain God to someone that you cannot see, you cannot touch, you cannot feel, those sorts of things? She said, that's the easiest thing in the world. And you know what it takes me to, Shannon? It takes me to Romans chapter 1. And she didn't even quote a chapter and verse. But what she said was, it's so easy that everything that we see around us 
testifies, and that's what Romans 1 says. It says clearly his attributes are seen everywhere. Just look around and you can see the fingerprints of God everywhere. And it's interesting because it's the same thing that the disciple Thomas got a bad rap for. <laughs> you know, what was what was his bad rap? Everybody knows Thomas for one thing only in the Bible. Doubting and that's Thomas. what I got to Yeah, exactly. I'm doubting and I got to touch you, Lord. <laughs> I got to touch those nail holes. But you know, Shannon, I think the the easiest thing to do is and this is the thing, honestly, do I still have trust issues? I'd be lying if I said no. But how do I know? How do I know that the invisible God who does not necessarily touch our senses? But how is it well known and how can I trust in something I cannot see? Well, first of all, I always remind myself, Shannon, and and this is a very real thing. Jesus said, blessed are they who believe and have not seen. Mm, amen to that. That reminds me in the verse in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. And I know you talked about the earth. I mean, we just look to the earth and you think, how can there not be a God? But Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Man, do I wish I could live like that tree, yeah. that root, that just never worrying, no matter what the season of life is. This verse tells us, listen. Trust in the Lord. It's saying the same thing as Proverbs is you've got to trust in the Lord. And when you put your confidence in him, you will be like that solid oak tree that no matter if it's snow, no matter if it's rain, no matter if it's a drought, you are going to be fine and there's no worries. How do we tangibly do that? I mean, in a day and age where we're putting our trust in social media, the media of news, we're putting our trust in now with something called a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. And we're trusting in things that are here today, gone tomorrow, that are so flippant. And yet we won't trust God with our very being. To whom, let me just add, he wove us in our mother's womb. Why don't we trust him? Why do you think we don't trust him, Mark? I think it's this because a lot of times, Shannon, we view God through what we know of relationships that we have on the earth. So if it's a with a parent or a loved one or someone that you that you love or are a part of a family but yet you've trusted them and yet they've let you down. And so Shannon, we all know that people will let you down. I think it's safe to say every time, Absolutely. right? Again, maybe they know it, maybe they don't, but then we just tend to view God through those eyes. And we tend to say yeah, well, you know what? God's got to let me down at some point. Not that we would not that we would say that out loud, but that we would mentally assent to it and go, yeah, you know, I, it, it's hard for me to trust. Well, I think there have been times that God has let me down. I would be honest to say that, that um, I'm not super Christian. I mean, I hope that everything's going to work out mm -hmm. for my good. But in my humanness, there's been things that I've hoped for, I've prayed for that he didn't answer. And in my human frailty and my lack of understanding of, you know, his ways are not my ways, I've been disappointed. I've expected God to come through because the simple fact, I believed God that you would answer my prayer and he didn't. 
What I think happens is, though, and you've heard this, I know, Mark, God's answers are yes, no, and wait. Yes. It's always a yes, I will do that, It's or no, I absolutely won't, or it's just not the right time. And even the yes, we could pray it today, but it doesn't come to fruition for five months, five years, 50 years. There's mothers I know who are still praying for their prodigal children, their, their unbelieving spouse that are still waiting. Does God let us down in those moments when he doesn't answer us immediately? Is that become where our trust factor wanes in that we expect him like we would go to a parent or a spouse and say, hey, can you help me do this? How do we feel when he doesn't come through at that important time in our lives? I think it's a very fair question, Shannon. I'm glad that we're discussing this today because I think, uh, I don't know where this phrase came through, but uh, I've heard it many times over the years, but daddy knows best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know where that phrase came from, but I, I guess that's what came up in my spirit as we're, we're sitting here chatting about it. And I go, well, you know, because when the answer is uh, wait or the answer is yes, but, uh, and then what do we have to do? We have to trust that God not only heard us, but he's sending the answer. So Shannon, I'll take you to Daniel, uh, the book of Daniel right away. And God told Daniel that as soon as you prayed, and I'm paraphrasing this honestly, but basically he's saying, as soon as you prayed, I sent my answer. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, my messenger, my deliverer of that message got tied up in spiritual warfare. That's right. And so to me, that is a huge eye-opening situation where, listen, the, the, the answer was sent right away, but it didn't arrive right away. It's kind of like your Christmas gift getting lost in the mail. You want it there before <laughs> December 25th, but it's out of your hands. And yes, you went to the post office, you packaged it, you took it there in hopes that it would be there in time. But you can't help it once you've let it go. You've put it into the postal world. It's yeah. kind of like putting it in cyberspace. If you put something out in an email and things have been lost or you know, maybe funds are being transferred and it's there, you did everything on your part. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the first John, the verse in first John 514, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. And it's just what you said. Daddy knows best, which I think was from like, leave it to beaver. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't remember where it came from. I don't know. Maybe not, but that's what I'm thinking because, but here's the thing, Mark, let's think about that in the year 2022, where we're at now. We live in a fatherless nation. Yeah, man. It is the accelerated rate of fathers being absent is unbelievable. And so do we trust because we are looking to our earthly fathers as a picture of what our heavenly father will be. And I have that I have that in my own life of my father here on earth and is that the correlation I'm going to mm. make with him and my heavenly father? Wow. It's 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 night and day. But so for me, does daddy really know best because those of us who have had a dad who's left or we come from a broken family or the dad who just walked out on the family is if I think God is the same as my earthly father, believe you me. And I know this is going to touch somebody that has in the same boat, your dad left, abandoned your family. You're going to think God's going to abandon me too. Why wouldn't he? Because our earthly parents are the best picture of what our heavenly father is going to be. And so with this lack of fatherhood of godly men and i'm not just putting it on men i women as well we should parent our children the same but it's hard to trust 
when the people you can tangibly see, and what I said right at the opening, somebody that you can see, you can touch, or you can hear, if that's what we're looking to, and we don't know what our Heavenly Father and who He is, we will miss the boat every time. And I have struggled with this for years because I it took me so long to realize the God in heaven is nothing like my Father here on earth. You know, it's we're, we're born of Adam. We yeah. have... Carnal Cain within us. And so, and this isn't to beat up on my dad or any other dad, but it's hard to trust when the people who are in your life here have let you down. Why in the world should I believe that God won't let me down? I think it all boils down to this uh, for me, Shannon, because, you know, there are times and there are many opportunities that I've been given in my life not to trust. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to trust human beings that are tangible to me, but also that I'm not to trust, I'm tempted not to trust God. Mm-hmm. Because the world will never teach you to trust God. That's a great Because point. here's the other thing that we need to be reminded. And, and this is what I like to hang on to, Shannon, because when I think about the Israelites, and the one thing about the Israelites is they always made sure that they reminded one another of what God has done. You know, you think about the memorial stones that God told them to erect, and, and they erected altars and things all through Scripture in the Old Testament. And why? Because they needed to be reminded, because God knows our flesh, and our flesh will be the opposite of God. And so what will happen is we'll be tempted to not trust God. And we'll be tempted to put our trust in something else or something tangible, something that's temporary. And so something eternal takes faith to put trust in. I'm reminded in um, 1 Samuel, I love what you just said about reminding yourself at David, where he reminds, he encourages himself in the Lord, his God, it says in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, the King James Version. And David was greatly distressed. Mm. I think we are people today who are greatly distressed. Would you agree, Mark? Totally. We are in the year 2022, and I think we're sad, we're depressed, we're disappointed, we're in despair. But we have to self-talk. I know for a time of, in a season of depression, I've gone through, I mean, at some point in time, I just got to, I got to say, Shannon, you got to pull yourself up. (laughs) Right. You got to be like David. I mean, maybe nobody, and I mean nobody, nobody in your family, nobody at church, None of your colleagues, nobody is encouraging you. But here's the one person who always can encourage you, and it's yourself. Um, I know in our church, my pastor will often say we need to encourage the encouragers. I just had somebody post something on my social media for the ministry. It encouraged me unbelievably just for somebody to say, journey living, follow this ministry. You know, it's it's just so God-inspiring. And that's all I needed. Amen. But it's there that um, when even those things aren't happening, and the enemy will play in your ear, don't trust God, can't trust your parents, you can't trust your kids, you can't trust your spouse. At some point in time, you got to say, wait a minute. Right. I am going to encourage myself in the Lord, just like David does in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. He said, because of the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself. So I just want to encourage somebody today. Maybe you have been burnt. Maybe you have every reason in the world not to trust someone. And maybe you're even questioning your trust in the Lord. Here's what I know is God is a good, good father. And I know there is a lot of bad things going on in this world. 
But listen, a lot of bad things are going on in this world because we live in a sin-sick world and we are choosing death daily. Deuteronomy 30, it says, I place before you life and death. And I love what it also says there. And I don't have the verses right, but it, God's like, this is not too far from you. Like, right. This is right here in front of you. It is not hard. It's like either picking up that bottle of water or bottle of Coca-Cola. You pick. One's going to bring you life. One's going to bring you death. Now, does Coca-Cola taste great? I love one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coca-Cola company. But we know water is going to sustain us. It's it's what our body needs. Now, you put Coke in there, and if the acid that's in that bottle of Coke can, can eat the corrosion right off of a battery, what do we absolutely think that's going on into our stomach? It's bringing death to our organs. Now, I, like I said, I'm not knocking Coke, but it, it is that simple that every day you get to choose. You get to choose what you say about yourself. You get to say what you choose about God, about your spouse, about your kids. Are we choosing to believe? Hmm. Are we choosing to trust in God no matter what? Because back in Proverbs where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And that's where I get in trouble because then I play God and I'm like, God, well, this is what I know. And he's like, listen, your ways are not my ways. Yeah, right. You're the little G, remember, Shannon? <laughs> not the big G. I'm the big G. You make right. yourself the little G. We have got to encourage ourselves to trust in him no matter what, no matter what the economy's saying, no matter what the news media, the social media, no matter what your parents, grandparents, the school's telling you. I don't care. Trust in the Lord all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And Shannon, I have to chuckle for a minute because I have to think about who wrote that proverb, right? It was Solomon. And uh, he, if he was speaking by experience, saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, I love that because guess what he tried or guess what he did? He tried to lean on his own understanding. And he was gifted with uh, the, the, the most wisdom of any man ever. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? He yet. was the wisest man of <laughs> yeah. all. And God's like, not even close. <laughs> exactly. So back to something you said earlier about that self-talk. That's really weird for some people. Shane, I'll be honest. Some people heard that and they're like, what? You talk to yourself, you get thrown in the loony bin. But I want to remind everybody of this particular scripture, Romans 10, 17. And it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, how do you hear something, Shannon? <laughs> it has to be spoken. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think we don't, we sell ourselves short because who are we listening to? We have two people to listen to. Well, maybe three. We've got the Lord, the enemy, or ourself. Yeah. And if we are deep in the word and you are filling yourself with that, you're going to hear those things that God has, has taught you, has told you. Um, whenever your quiet time is, I know I spent this morning, 4.30, 5 o'clock. I don't really remember everything we talked about. But I can tell you this, if I chose to sit on Facebook this morning at 4.35, 5.30, or I sat in the Word, what was the better start of my day? Well, it's a no-brainer, of course. What we're feeding ourselves, what we're telling ourselves, again, comes in that Deuteronomy. God is saying, I'm going to place before you life and death all day long, but you get to choose. And that's what's so good about God. You know, look how I'm going to say spoiled, the word spoiled we are, when the government says, wear your masks, you know, you're mandated, you got to stay six feet apart. When they started restricting us, we all kind of got mad, right? Yeah. Would you say? And I think we're still kind of throwing a fit about some things. Right. But you know the great thing about God, and everybody kind of gives him a bad rap, but he's this mean God, he's 
I don't know, you know, he's like the dad going to throw the, or God's going to throw the lightning bolt down. Here's the dad who's going to, you step out of line. I'm going to, you know, whip your behind with the belt. God is not that. God is so gracious to us. He is so giving and willing. I mean, he's a better parent than I ever was. And there's been times I've been so hard on my girls and God gives us our own free will every day. He does. And he knows what's best for us. But I don't ever see him beating us over the head with the good choices. I know he wants that for us. And if he were to restrict us like the government does, we would all hate him. And here's the thing. this He gives us free choice, free will, and we still are mad at him. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's kind of a rabbit trail, but I'm thinking when the first time the government steps in and restricts you, we're so furious. And yet we won't ever go to the Lord for what is best for us. I mean, we don't trust in the government. We don't trust anything that's going on because it's so corrupt right now. Amen. But it's here, but yet we're like, but we're not going to trust you either, God. We know you know what's best. We know you can see what's in the future. We know that you've seen our past. We know what you've created us for. And yet I'm still not going to trust you. I guess humanistically, and, and I know, I think David sometimes always say he was like schizophrenic in the songs. <laughs> yeah. Because he was, okay, I love you, Lord, singing his praises, dancing. And then the next minute he's crying out to God, where are you? You've forsaken me. You've yeah. left me. And I think we get on that tangent. And the more up and down, up and down, up and down we are, the enemy just has a heyday with us. And I always think it's like him putting us, I always picture it this way, like the carny at the local fair in the summer fair. He puts you on the Ferris wheel and puts it on high and walks away and smokes a cigarette. And you're throwing up on the side and you're screaming, let me off, let yeah, me really. off. And yet we will let Satan take us so far till we are deathly sick, but we'll, we won't believe in a moment of what God has for us. If we would just trust him and just be still and know that God truly does have the plan for us, yet we don't ever give him the opportunity to show us that because we get so angry by, we'll read something in the Bible and we'll think, oh, I can't follow that law. God does not put those restrictions in there for us to be a mean dad. He does it for our safekeeping. Right. When he says, you know, don't have sex out of wedlock, it's so, you know, there's unwanted pregnancies or sexually transmitted diseases or the soul ties that are connected with people that are Oh, awesome. yeah. You know, there's that's so deep. That's just one I can think of. But we don't trust God for his goodness and what he has put around us and Yet we're so quick to trust in things that are crumbling every day. Why do you, why do you think that is? Yeah, Shannon, I think that uh, this all kind of boils down to one thing. And this is what I believe. It's like faith or trust. I'm going to use them synonymously for a second. Faith and trust leads to obedience and action. Mm, that's good. And so what I feel like I want to share right now is out of also uh, Jeremiah, which you quoted earlier, but Jeremiah 42 and verse 6, it says, Whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. And you know, Shannon, my answer to your question is this, that no matter what, when we obey the voice of the Lord, then that kind of proves our trust in Him. Mm -hmm. So I think what He's really getting us to do is respond and our response can only be a response of faith, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's why I say the two are tied. So the trust is tied to faith. And the only way that we respond to trust by faith 
right, is by obedience. And that obedience is action. And so the Lord said this, you'll know them by their fruits. That's right. And so what I feel like uh, we need to wrap up with today, but I think to bring it home, I think we need to think about that. And I, I like to call them first cousins. So the first cousin to trust is obedience, right? The first cousin to faith is action. And I think uh, as we bring this home to people today, I think that's what we need to kind of focus on. And listen, I think we get too caught up in the act before the faith, right? You know what I'm saying? In other words, trying to like obey these commandments, trying to do what the father says or our parent says or whatever. But I think we get caught up in that. And, And Jesus said, my commandments are not burdensome. That he who loves me obeys my commandments, and my commandments are not burdensome. But it is a response to love. It's a relationship, Shannon. And even like in our marriages, in the relationships that we have on earth, I think what is blessed is when we respond because of our love for the other person. And I think that's more pleasing to uh, friends and family and relatives on earth, just like it is more pleasing to God. God said, uh, to obey is better than sacrifice. That's so good, Mark. And it's here that we'll close out our show today. Gosh, we had so much to talk about. We need to do it again next week. But here it is. I'm just reminded of that great old hymn, Trust and Obey. Mm-hmm. for there's no other way. And so I want to encourage you today as we close, maybe you have had a really hard time trusting in the Lord. Dig into Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Just sit there and marinate on it. I mean, pick it apart word for word and ask the Lord what he wants you to begin believing in him for and learn to just trust him with your whole heart and not lean on your own understanding. 